On this episode of the Applegate Experience, I kind of talk very frankly about my situation. And yeah, it's good and bad. And just like everybody else, it's a daily struggle. So be sure to stick around. It doesn't get any better than this, guys. But uh, please subscribe. And let's get back to the show. All right. Oh yeah, just like that, jumping right into it, shall we? No hesitation whatsoever. So long, neighbor. Make it a great day. <laughs> and welcome aboard, everybody. Quick trip down Cherry Lane, I must say. Visit CherryLane.associates and we'll get that out of the way. As I make my way up the highway speeds, just a hop, skip, and a jump. From a place I call Shangri-La, just a middle-aged white male, living his best life, living well, healthy, mindful. And I'm very appreciative of all of these things, including and especially your subscription on YouTube and following me on Facebook. It may seem as simple as that. And it may seem trivial at times that I could be so entertained by so little. And that I would go out of my way to express such interests and my hobbies and talking about um, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality is interesting enough, but I'm more on the side of accessibility. With VRI's vision, I had the vision four years ago to to look out to 2020 just right around the corner and know that um, eventually this technology this 5g infrastructure will make its way and inundate itself within our communities this microwave radiation will permeate our homes um, amongst all of the other frequencies in our lives. And it exists, we measure it, it's measurable, and that's how we get the data to transmit through the air. And then there's the darkest questions of what could possibly result in our health. Being exposed to such elements, to such radiation. So sound waves are one thing, ultraviolet it is another. <clears throat> but on the radio frequencies, uh, when you're looking at gigahertz and the microwave band, 
starting at 23 gigahertz, you start to ride this millimeter wave spectrum, very high frequency. They penetrate the cells, 125 gigahertz. And above, then you're getting into dangerous territory. But the FCC, they approved it. Now it's up to the World Health Organizations to figure it out. For goodness sakes, we've got the National Institute of Health right here in Bethesda. I could drive there, I'm there in 25 minutes. So the Centers for Disease Control, we do a lot of work for the government. Can't tell you otherwise. But most its institutions in a particular segment of the industry, especially when it comes to manufacturing within the United States, we struggle. There are layoffs. There are cutbacks. There are really some signs of struggle when it comes to local small business. And once again, I'm no stranger to that. So what type of skill do I have beyond picking up the phone and making the sales call and making it happen? I have to have knowledge of the product. I have to understand timeline for manufacturing. I have to have an understanding of thousands of types of materials that are utilized and techniques that might be honed to really machine these parts. What happens in the day when we 3D print all of what is needed in our society? Get away from my industry. I want to focus and learn about this manufacturing technique. Additive printing with titanium metal. When you get into carbon fiber and nanotubes, these carbon atoms align themselves on a singular plane and is the strongest material that we could fabricate with our current technologies. Carbon fiber is already being utilized into numerous structures, but the high cost of manufacturing is very preventative of that. But when it comes to nanotubes, the superconductivity that exists now could enable our technologies to vastly accelerate moving into this quantum computing realm that Google has just announced. So there you go, they're your AI technology. And I love it. It excites me because I know that there's the potential within the f five to 10 years foresight that I'm gonna be directly a part of that. By the time I'm 50 years old, 55, Fully autonomous automobiles will be a common thing on these roadways. And in the podcast yesterday, I talked about shrouding.
and these elements of being encapsulated in our vessels traveling at highway speeds down the road but with no interaction whatsoever with this machine that we are quote unquote driving so who's the operator simple machine <clears throat> let's figure this out For the folks over at WeTrade HQ, they'll tell you just the same with AI technologies and the ability to have a trading bot system <clears throat> execute uh, market orders. It all comes down to similar technologies with algorithms and computer programming to simulate computations. to crack the code of cryptography. When technology advances over a course of decades and a quarter century goes by, you could recognize certain automobiles on the road of today quite clearly and you can identify them by the specific characteristics of a quarter panel or the roof line or the headlights, taillights, the wheel well, the trim level. It's a Chevrolet, it's a Cadillac, who knows? Getting into the late models, it might be a Hyundai or Toyota. So that was um, interesting. That was an interesting segment, I must say. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just get out of my airplane mode as I'm flying and uh, engage into internet connection. There we go, guys. Pick it back up with some audio in the background, and I can't do it any other way. I tried. When I tried listening to music during my walking podcast, it, uh, it definitely facilitated my path. So it accelerated time and perception as I was able to keep my mind occupied by listening to this sound. So vice versa, I can only hear certain tones through my sound-canceling headphones. And it's quite interesting to have this audio in the background as it's at the same time recording my voice for this podcast. So thinking about the audio frequencies and these isochronic tones and overlaying this audible music into my video tracks and that was a depiction when you get about halfway into the last YouTube video uh, of just that no words spoken whatsoever and I like it that way I would rather have the 
ability to influence sound to help facilitate some type of meditative process, some mindfulness, some inward thinking, and also to just proclaim that you are independent <laughs> of commercials or any commercialism, and you have a choice. So I'm not here to throw commercials at you. And I know Google's trying to do it, so I, just, I turn that down quick. So I'll listen to SoundCloud and Pandora, but for the most part, I'll stream and cast onto my smart speakers. Yeah, beautiful sounds of nature, the sound of water running. The ocean, sounds of seagulls, yeah, peaceful things that really kind of just keep the flow. Because this sound that you hear with the water trickling is flowing. There is a rhythm to that influence of H2O that makes its way from the mountaintops or out of a spring. There's energy, you know, forcing it. And if there's a fracture in the crusts, crust of the surface of this earth, then, uh, you know, geological shifts and magnitude earthquakes uh, perhaps will shift our titanium plates. Yesterday, I cracked my neck at least eight times. Um, I want to say 10, but at some point, I really stopped counting. So when I adjust my spine, my thoracic, my lumbar, I don't go to the chiropractor. I prop myself up against the wall, and I give it a good shift because I'm in so much discomfort, I don't know how else to go about it. So I'm trying to find that balance that shift so just as the water has flow and I talk about the fracture in the earth's crust I think there needs to be adjustment in our bodies aligning the spine the nervous system just, just to become less uncomfortable if you know what I mean, because we're always in a state of awareness. I can feel this chest pain, I can feel this compression, I can feel this ache, uh, this flow of uh, blood just is giving me tingling feeling at the end of my toes. You know, these types of things are symptoms that I experience this twinging pain at the lower back that goes down the left inner thigh. That ex is excruciating. The lack of any type of nerving nerve that I have on my right upper thigh because of my bone graft and the severing of the nerve. These are things that have never been documented in one single soul report. It's always been over a course of time. So my concern is, now that I have the ability to put my healthcare on the blockchain, 
And I'm talking about my symptomatic healthcare that a doctor will need to see and report on his findings some point down the road. Okay, I may be 55 years old. And God forbid I'm in another automobile accident because that darn self-driving car got ran over by a semi-truck. Which was being operated by a human. But not until Elon Musk releases his hounds. So you've got that driver just kicking back and just monitoring the ride. So then you've got buses to deal with. Mass transit. Do you rely on machines to get multiple people down the road at the same time in these shuttles? So I think our transportation model is going to shift significantly. Not because I'm predicting the future. I just know that with this technology that trickles down into everything, including unmanned aerial vehicles. That's right. And delivering packages from your Amazon shopping cart after you point buy now or buy it with one click or go through the checkout process these retailers are going to pop your package in a drone because it's already on the delivery truck somewhere being supplied within minutes there it goes get it off the shelf it's fully autonomous a machine grabs it out of the bin, dumps it into this other little robot that scurries along, and there's a box truck waiting at the loading dock. There you go. You can have a human pick it up, or it just goes right into the delivery bay. Now the UPS driver or the Amazon driver, or whoever is actually delivering these packages at this point in time. I'm just thinking about the logistics and the technology. And it would make sense for this box truck to be on the road as he normally would, but at the same time, be a pilot for one of these unmanned aerial vehicles. Just program it in, computer destination, there you go. Flight patterns, yes, do not exceed your 400 foot elevation, any obstacles in the way. Here's your flight trajectory. Hit send, the operator gets the drone up in the air from his driving box truck that's on the road already, have you, going in the right direction within that vicinity. Now, I think that's a crucial part of the equation. Because for a drone to be deployed and released back to a GPS tracker, you've got to be within 40 minutes of flight time. So how quickly can this drone get up in 20 minutes and fly 30 knots? 
in one direction before he needs to dock and recharge. That's something that I want to get into. And with my drone and having these abilities to fly you know, with a camera system, I capture the most beautiful of scenery at 400 foot elevation. I don't know about you, but if you've ever wanted to fly into a helicopter or an airplane, and I never have, besides a, a jetliner you know, looking out the window from Newark or Dulles Airport. And on one occasion, we had a layover in Amsterdam. <laughs> so, I don't travel, and it has very little to nothing to do with who I am as a person. Because in my mind, I could travel there just as well by educating myself about this literature written of Alaska, Arizona, Brazil, Chile, Madagascar, India, Taiwan. I've never been to any of these places, but you learn about them in school. They teach you that it's okay to know about these places on Earth. Why wouldn't it be? But their cultures, their societies, their <clears throat> local government, their events, their political views, you know, their turmoil, their violence, their war. How much peace is there in reality when you have somebody trying to control another man or woman? So, not digging these uh, tracks lengths, I would say that between listening to this and that and relying on the algorithm to play the next track in the sequence I would much rather have my own playlist to go by so with a subscription you can pay for these services and I do not I'm uh, living on very meager income and have been doing so for the past 20 years Except in recent years, I've had the opportunity just to put $20 away uh, from every other paycheck. So when you can save a little bit in comparison to what you've never had the opportunity to do in the past, you can finally, finally, at 40 years old, start saving a little bit. Have you? I do not have a pension, nor do I have health insurance. 
and it's a constant reminder on my mind where I am in this world and how I must provide for my family. So what good is it if I have all these hobbies and interests that don't pay the bills? And I've got a podcast that I talk about daily and I don't shut up that doesn't do anything but serve as some type of therapy session while I'm commuting to and from work. So I voice my opinion and that's my every right to do so. And I appreciate your support. Bitcoin does go a long way, even though it's down 30% this week. (laughs) So I can laugh about it because I don't have $100,000 in the bank. I'm not someone who's heavily invested in these things. I can educate you about them, and you can visit blockchaintrade.market that lands you on a Facebook page. It's not even a website. Now, you can enter blockchaintrade.market in a search engine, and it will land you on the Facebook page. That is the URL. So, thank you for joining me. That's all I've got for today and all that time will allow. So if you haven't already, make it a great day. Remember to live life healthy. You guys are doing great. I'm feeling well besides the twinges of pain down my shoulders and uh, into my spine. But thank you so much. Make it a great day. Be well.